Well, it's great to hear you all in such a good voice. And thank you again so much uh, for being here this evening. Now, as we head uh, towards Christmas and towards the end of this year, I wonder what you think uh, 2017 will most be remembered for. Maybe Trump's tweets. Maybe Theresa May's snap election backfiring. Harry and Meghan's engagement. It seems to me that 2017 will be remembered particularly for three types of news. And the first type of news is future news. Uh, The World Economic Forum this year declared this year to be the year of artificial intelligence. You see, we all increasingly use AI, artificial intelligence, whether that's uh, Siri on our iPhone, uh, whether it's Alexa on our Amazon Echo Dot, uh, whether it's Facebook suggesting what friends we say happy birthday to, whether it's driverless cars, the growth of AI is ever quickening. And this, as, as lots of sort of commentators are keen to tell us, uh, this has all sorts of moral and ethical implications. Let me give you a silly example uh, from our family life. Uh, one of my, my children, Boaz, uh, he is age 10, and last Christmas, uh, he got an Amazon Echo Dot as a present. And so over 2017, uh, our family has not just consisted of me and Susanna, and our four children, and the occasional unwanted mouse in the kitchen, uh, but it has also included Alexa, the voice-based digital assistant. And Alexa is wonderful. Uh, Unlike my other four children, Alexa always does exactly what you ask her to do. You know, you say, Alexa, what's the weather forecast? She tells you. Alexa, play music by Ed Sheeran. She does. Uh, She doesn't complain either. She doesn't complain, and you can turn her off when you want to. I can't do that with my children. Uh, And Alexa lives in Boaz's bedroom uh, on the top floor of our house. And the other day, our youngest child, Theo, uh, he's just two, and he was in the middle of our sitting room on the ground floor. And Theo's favorite song at the moment is a song called My Lighthouse, and some of you may know it. And uh, so Theo was standing there in the middle of our sitting room, and he just suddenly said, Alexa, play My Lighthouse. Now, Alexa was on the top floor, so Alexa couldn't hear him, and so nothing happened. And Theo got a little bit frustrated about that, so he tried it a bit louder. Alexa, play my lighthouse. Nothing. Uh, Still louder. Alexa, play my lighthouse. And slowly, he just dissolved into a complete toddler tantrum uh, about the fact that Alexa was not responding to his demands. Now, that shows up something of the moral dilemma of AI. Will Theo's interactions with artificial intelligence, will it influence how he interacts with real intelligence, other humans, as he grows up? Dad, play football. Dad, more pocket money. Now. Is that how he's going to speak to me as he grows up? Well, Christmas asks us all a slightly different question. And the question is this, how will we interact, not with artificial intelligence, but how will you and I interact with divine intelligence? You see, it's quite a claim that Christmas makes. Uh, We tend to think of Christmas as past news, you know, the nativity play, remembering yet again what happened in the past. I don't know if you saw Prince George in his um, nativity play this year, he was cast as a sheep. Um, which was better than one of my children. One year, one of my children was cast 
as a puddle in their nativity play. A puddle. But it, it's all about the past. It's about the past, how we interact with Christmas as history. But just look at what the Bible said in our last reading. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 2 says this. In these last days, God has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. You see, the claim of Christmas is that this tiny little baby in the manger, that this tiny baby was not just fully human, but actually was also fully God. That this little baby didn't just come into existence on that night in Bethlehem, but that he existed before time. It says he made the universe, and that he will exist right into the future, into eternity. That verse said he is the heir of all things. And that is quite a claim, that there is actually future news to Christmas as well as past news. The second thing I think this year will be remembered for is fearful news. Whether it's the many natural disasters or the many terrorist attacks or the many sexual harassment claims, this year has been full of fear, fearful news. And as we look at all these negatives of this year, if we think of God at all this Christmas, if we think that God might possibly exist then I reckon we come to God with all sorts of questions, even accusations. Where are you, God? This world's a mess. My life's a mess. Any chance of a bit of help down here, God? We're fearful. The must-see film of this Christmas is, without doubt, Paddington 2. I'm sure many of you will have seen it. I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't yet seen it. But let me just refer to the very start of the film. It tracks back in time all the way to when Paddington is a tiny little orphan bear cub in darkest Peru. And you see Aunt Lucy and Uncle Pastuzo, two adult bears, and they are sitting on a rickety old rope bridge that crosses the giant Amazon River. And there they are, they're sitting on this bridge, you can picture it. Uh, They're high above the river, their feet are dangling over the bridge, and they are, the sun is shining, it's a beautiful uh, scene. And there are these two bears, and they're, as you would expect, eating marmalade sandwiches. And suddenly, they spot a little bear cub, fearful, in huge distress and danger, this bear cub clinging to a little log floating down the river Amazon. And so what happens? Well, Aunt Lucy somehow manages to, I'm not quite sure how, bungee jump off uh, the bridge and she uh, flies down headfirst towards the river. And she's heading down headfirst and she manages to pluck the little bear cub off his log just in time and rescue him before the log carries on downstream and over the giant waterfall. Now, you know, today, you and I are actually a little like Paddington on that log. There is a rightness to our fears. As we look out at this world, and if we're honest, also as we look in at our own hearts, we need to be helped. And the wonder of Christmas, the wonder of Christmas, is that in one single event, 
in a shed round the back of a pub in Bethlehem under a starry sky 2,000 odd years ago, God emphatically provided a solution to all our fears. Verse 3 of that reading in Hebrews, it tells us that Jesus sustains all things, that he provides purification for our sins. Like Aunt Lucy on her bungee rope, God came down. God, he came down and he came down to earth from heaven and he came down to declare his love and his help, dealing with our mess, our sin, and also the sin of others too. And the wonderful claim of Christmas is that in the face of all these different types of fear, you and I, like Paddington, we can know help and rescue. So future news, fearful news, and then you've probably guessed it, the third type of news that particularly will be remembered this year is fake news. Fake news. Fake news has been named as Collins Dictionary's word of the year for 2017. I think it's two words, but there you go. Uh, in fact, I don't know if you saw a bit of fake news recently, just uh, local to us uh, this week uh, in the press. It was talking about six weeks ago, on the 1st of November, if you'd gone on the TripAdvisor website, uh, you would discover that the number one restaurant in the entirety of London was a small establishment called The Shed at Dulwich. The Shed at Dulwich. It was number one out of 18,092 restaurants. And it was fake news. The reality was that Ober Butler, age 26, resident of Dulwich, decided to create a fake restaurant. And he got loads of his friends to write loads of fake online reviews. And they were so good at writing these reviews that the shed at Dulwich went up and up the pole until eventually, at the beginning of November, according to TripAdvisor, it was the best restaurant in the entirety of London. It was amazing. And the question tonight is this. Is Christmas also fake news about a shed? Is it also fake news about a shed? Because there are big claims with Christmas that this baby born in the shed at Bethlehem, that he was number one in the entire world. The writer of Hebrews says in verse one, he says, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. You see, here's the claim of Christmas. The claim is that Christmas, it is not fake news, but actually Christmas is an announcement of joy. That Christmas is the definitive way that God speaks. It is the definitive way that God communicates with you and I. That it is by him, God, coming down into this world 2,000 years ago as a baby. That verse says, he has spoken to us. How has God spoken to us? By his son. Now, if Christmas, if it is just fake news, if it is fake news, then you and I, we are on our own in this world. And we might as well keep calling out to Alexa rather than calling out to God. But if Christmas is true, if it is true, if Christmas is not fake news, 
then Christmas directly and powerfully addresses both our fears and our future. You know, we celebrate the birthdays of people who are alive, not those who are dead. And we celebrate Jesus' birth this Christmas because Jesus Christ is alive today. And my prayer is that tonight, that the one who is alive today, that just as he came down to the shed in Bethlehem all those years ago, that he might come down to this shed in Clapham tonight. Not physically, of course, but he might come down by his spirit, that he might come down and come in to our hearts. For the reality is, whoever you are, whatever you have done, however far you feel from God this Christmas, if you call out to God, if you want to interact with divine intelligence, God, he will hear you. He will hear you. He'll hear your call. And he will respond to you in love. He'll respond in love. And he'll rescue you. And he will come into your life today. Shall we pray as we sit? Let's pray. earlier we sang these words O holy child of Bethlehem descend to us we pray cast out our sin and enter in be born in us today and tonight it may be that some here want to as it were echo those words of O little town of Bethlehem and call out to Jesus to come into your life So I'm going to pray a prayer that you might like to echo in your heart yourself. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are not just fully human, but also fully God. Jesus, thank you that you came down to the shed in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. That you did that demonstrating your love for me and your desire to rescue me. And tonight, I pray that you would come down into my life now. Would you cast out my sin and enter in and be born in me today? Amen.